On this edition of the Seacoast Forum, our old friend, Bill Taylor, is joining us again. And Bill, I decided we did such a good job on our first show with music and then the last show about movies. This time we'll complete the trilogy. So let's let's wrap it up with television. I, I guess I'll start it off with what is your favorite genre when it comes to watching something on television, aside from sports? Uh, you know, I would have to say my favorite genre is some kind of action, whether it be in the Wild West, uh, in the present time, or, you know, private investigators. I like action. So what we'll do, let me let me do this. We'll run down the different genres, and you can kick yep. out series that, you know, over the years have caught your interest still hold your interest years later, maybe. And then some of the newer stuff, if you're in, into it or not, you can mention that too. Yeah. Let's start off with comedies. And, I, and I'll just throw out my favorite of all time. Uh, I, I, I would say arguably the best ensemble show ever, the Dick Van Dyke show, the original Dick Van Dyke show with Mary uh, Tyler Moore and the rest of the gang. Great choice. Uh, you know what? It, I really enjoyed that show also. And I still... I, I found the first season, I watched rewatched it recently, and I found some of the episodes a little dated. But, uh, boy, that, that was a funny show, I thought. Paul Reiner and the guy who played Mel. Richard Deacon, yeah. I really did enjoy that show. And actually, you know, for me in the comedy genre, uh, I thought the Mary Tyler Moore show was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. I I like the interaction with the regulars on the show. I just thought it was I thought it was really funny. You know, another show that I liked when it first came out because I I liked the time frame that it was was I really liked Happy Days for a while mm -hmm. until Fonzie tried to jump the shark mm -hmm. and that was it. After that, it was like oh no more. Laverne and Shirley, Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, those those guys cracked me up no end. Uh, with Happy Days, my only complaint there was I loved it when Ron Howard, Richie Cunningham was the lead. And then all of a sudden the Fonzie mm -hmm. character took over and, and it changed the show. It changed the, the, the feeling did. of the show. It was always a funny show and a well done show, but it just took a little something off of it. It made it a little, little too silly, just like Mork and Mindy with Robin Williams, great comedian, funny premise out there premise of him being a space alien, but you know, it just, it was funny, but <laughs> or nano nano as he would say. I'll give you a couple more that I like married with children. Jeez. I thought that was, <laughs> I could, I still can't stop laughing during if I watch it today and all in the family. Yeah, yeah. There again, that's another another, one. another show from Norman Lear. Who just had that magic sauce, the secret sauce that made uh, made them yeah. all click. Uh, the writing is obviously the the key to all these shows. The one that I have to go back and say that I can still watch to this day. You mentioned how some shows are dated because of clothing, some of the storylines. Uh, but I love Lucy. I agree. I think the funniest show ever on TV was Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners. Yeah, great show. Oh, oh, 
Gracious. And you know, I could I can watch that today and just I don't stop laughing. Oh, it was a casting in that show. It's it's the the, the chemistry. Okay, we I think we hit it. I think we hit it, Doctor. It's the chemistry of all those shows we just right. mentioned. It's the characters and the people who played those characters that that locked us all in and and keeps it just you know no matter how many times you watch it fresh. I mean, it's yes, like you said. There's some things about certain shows, especially the black and white shows, and I know there are a lot of people who can't stand black and white TV for whatever reason. I mean, we all grew up with it in our generation. I I have to give you one more and. That will do it for the comedy for me is, and it was known by two different names, the Phil Silver show, or you, you better yes. get rich. Oh, uh, geez. Yep. I'll tell you again, the characters F troop would be another one. I, that's another one that cracks me up. Yeah. The, uh, uh Larry Storch and, and Forrest Tucker. Yep. <laughs> Forrest Tucker. Yeah. And, and the chief yep. wild Eagle. And the Hakawi Indian tribes. <laughs> yeah, everything that we've mentioned. I mean, there's there's so many things that are being put out there today, and and it's a different world. We know that, and and we're not being being naive and saying you know this stuff was great and the other stuff today is not. But it just a lot of this stuff today, and we'll talk about it throughout the different genres. It's it gets edgy based on what's going on today in the world. So Frasier was an example of a show that was funny, tried to be a little hip, but it wasn't over the top and and, and take it too too edgy. And, it, and those reruns still hold up. So that's that's important too. How about, let's go to a variety shows. There were some classics uh, with, with usually singers, sometimes comedians, and probably the best of the best was Carol Burnett. The Tim Conway, Harvey Corman, and Carol Burnett. I mean, that is another, you mentioned, characters and how they interact those people were just and i give carol burnett all kinds of props for being able to go out and answer questions from the audience like she used to do at the beginning of the show and whether it was a question or uh asking her to do the tarzan you know <laughs> you know it was just great i love her she's 90 years old and still going strong the Ed Sullivan show was yeah. something he, for everyone. He was <laughs> he was stiff as a board as a as an right. MC, but he, the talent he brought on and and he knew how to manipulate the show. He had an hour and he and he had so many different types of acts going on. You know, whether it was jugglers, singers, uh, people doing a, a piece of a Broadway play. You know, the comedians, whatever, and of course bands. That were popular at any specific time. He had Buddy Holly, he had right. Elvis, the Beatles. Ed Sullivan was kind of a staple. Yeah, Sunday night staple for sure. Back to the variety show for one last thing. I just want to mention Carol Burnett. Again, that ensemble cast she had, whether it was Harvey oh, Corman, yeah. Tim Conway, yeah. Vicki Lawrence, uh, Lyle Wagoner. I mean, they, these people just kind of yeah. played off of each other and, and it was it was gold. It was comedy gold. The guest stars play an integral part in the sketches exactly yeah and, and that was good and then they did a lot a yeah. lot of improvisation as when uh, tim conway came on the show um oh they had to yeah everything everything was wild and crazy they show those clips now and they, and they still break me up whether it's the dentist routine yeah. or whatever whatever character he came right. out with 
Well, here's a category I think you've mentioned. Let's go to it. The Westerns on TV. I liked a lot of Westerns, and I still do. And frequently I will rewatch series from beginning to end. And uh, the ones I enjoyed, The Rifleman, naturally. Mm. And it's funny how Chuck Connors, the next, the, another show he was in, Brandon. The yeah. first season was outstanding, and the second season really stunk. <laughs> and it was in in watching the. Uh, extras on dvd they said chuck connor said yeah for some reason the series creators put everything into the first season and then they could have cared less for the second season well that's i think that's the case of a lot of tv you see nowadays yeah you know they get they get uh, fired up and then all of a sudden it's like okay we've milked this cow now we're, where do we go from here i'm going to give you some others that i like sure the restless gun john payne john payne yeah, yeah. That was well done. I enjoyed that. The Texan, Rory Calhoun. Another old one, which first couple of episodes are kind of shaky, and then it kicks in, Annie Oakley. My dad had uh, Saturday Night Locked on that TV. I mean, uh, that was that, that was his night. If he, It was one night of the week because he worked Monday through Friday and usually had to get up early, so he didn't spend a lot of time on TV during the week. But on the weekend, Saturday. Right. It was a big night for Westerns, and, and in the 50s and 60s, Westerns were king. I mean, there was, you tune on any channel, NBC, and there were only three major channels then, folks, ABC, NBC, and right. CBS, and you'd turn on the dial, and there used to be a Western on one or the other or all three at the same time, um, and, and usually, they, you're right, they take these name brand stars that were on the back end of their movie careers and put them into a TV Western, and, and uh, you know, they'd get a couple of seasons out of them but the one that i was the granddaddy the one that my dad had to watch it was saturday night at 10 o'clock for many of its years and it, it started a guy that well it was supposed to be john wayne's show but john wayne didn't want to go to tv he still had some some gas left in the tank for hollywood and, and the big screen so he recommended james arness and james arness of course became matt Dillon. And it was Gunsmoke. Yeah, Gunsmoke. That, that, right. was, that was a must-see. And and, uh, and another one I enjoyed as a kid was Paladin. Have Gun, Will Travel. Uh, yeah, Richard you Boone. You the words right out of my mouth. Richard Rich, Boone. Richard Boone. His character, it would be like, why would anybody ever mess with him? Because mm. he just was a menacing... I mean, he didn't laugh. He just was very stern and hey if you don't knock it off i'm gonna have to deal with you <laughs> and then bingo we <laughs> deal with him he was, was a soldier of fortune in a savage land paladin right <laughs> you know the theme songs are coming to my mind while we're talking about all this stuff they had some classic themes like, we'll do that another time because that'll get us off track but the fact was that they were again um you know that that tie-in with john wayne Richard Boone, yeah. Richard Boone was in John Wayne's final film, The Shootist. He was one of the yeah. enemies in the in the great barroom shootout at the very end of that movie. I have to add Wanted Dead or Alive. And by the way, that holds up today. That is still a must watch, even though it's black and white. Steve McQueen. Yep, Steve McQueen. That is a must watch 
show. Let's go to detective shows. My all-time favorite one. And this is still my one of my all-time favorite TV shows, period. The Rockford Files. I just thought that was a fantastic show. James Garner. Yeah. Oh. Custom made for him. And, you know, with Noah Berry Jr., I just really, really enjoy that show to this day. Warner Brothers had some of the horniest but best detective shows. And my favorite was 77 Sunset Strip, uh, Ephraim Zimbalas Jr. And, and yeah, uh, Roger Smith. Roger Smith and a rotating cast. And what happened was, now they had others, Hawaiian Eye. That was based yeah. in Honolulu. And uh, Robert Conrad was the lead, Anthony Isley, Connie Stevens. Cricket. Yeah, Cricket. She was Cricket on that one. Then you had Surfside Six. Yeah, you had uh, Troy Donahue, Van Williams, and then Bourbon Street Beat. Now that had yeah. Richard Long and Andrew Duggan yeah. played Cal Calhoun in that show. And it, and it was a short-lived of all the, of those ones I just mentioned. It was probably the one that only existed for one season. And then they took Richard Long and put him on 77 Sunset Strip. And the Cal Calhoun character made guest appearances in the other shows from time to time. But my favorite modern-day detective show, Peter Falk as Columbo. Oh, Columbo. Mm, that great, was great show. Great show. Great show. I mean, that, that's... Yeah, that, and, you know, he... His character was, it was just one of those that it, you couldn't forget. You know, he took a part and made him into an unforgettable character. Amen. Yeah, he, he was Columbo. And you never, and that's one thing I will say up front here. Some of these shows we mentioned, they've tried to bring them back. Most of them, they haven't. Thank goodness. They tried Mrs. Colombo. That didn't work. That didn't work. No. And there was rumors that they were originally going to uh, bring it back with another character as Colombo, another actor. Ain't going to work. But the original, this is the legend, and it's true. The original pick to play Colombo was going to be Bing Crosby. Believe it or <laughs> not. Yeah. Bing Crosby was actually offered the role of Colombo. Turned it down because at that point in his life, he didn't want to be tied down to being in a studio five, six days a week. He wanted to go out and golf and do his concerts once in a while and, you know, count his money. So he turned down Columbo and thank goodness, because I don't think that would have worked. But when it came to Peter yeah. Falk, Peter Falk, spot on, spot on. I want to change to game shows. Now, the biggest beef my wife has with me, I love old game shows. I'm on to Buzzer and the Game Show Network when they show the classic stuff. Um, the newer stuff, yeah, it's fun. And I, I enjoy Jeopardy is probably our favorite show to watch the old timeies like password, um, price is right. I even enjoy the old version, the original version with Bill Cullen back in the good old days. So are any of those game shows float your boat? I'll tell you the one that floated my boat a lot. was You bet your life. Groucho Marx. With yeah. Groucho Marx. Yeah. Yeah. And George Fenneman was the MC or yep. the uh, second banana, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. He introduced the couples. Yeah. Groucho, Groucho uh, had just the right demeanor for that. They've tried to bring that back. Matter of fact, they brought it back recently with Jay Leno and it's painful to watch. No. You know, when they try, that's the other thing I don't like. I don't like any of these reboots they're coming back with of even password because they're silly. 
they tried a, a family feud. Now, the original was Dickie Dawson and even some of the hosts that came after him were okay. But now it's just, it just dirt. I mean, I cannot sit there with my grandkids and watch Family Feud because of the crap that comes out on that show. You had to like Chuck Barris and the Gong Show. That was unique for its time frame. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Barris was in his own world. <laughs> what he world? Was. What world or what planet that was? We don't know. Uh, but he was very successful. Besides Gong Show, he had Newlywood Game, Dating Game, and a, and a few others yeah. along the way. And uh, yeah, so he he had again. They they find that formula. You know, one thing I wanted to go to is kids shows. Uh, we recently lost one of our local kid show hosts god love her she turned nine years old we lost uh miss jean who was the host of romper room the new england version the boston version of it and uh you know thinking back romper stomper bumper boo <laughs> and when she held that mirror up I'm to a the good doobie how about you yeah <laughs> we can we can still remember that. oh i know and uh you know you have to mention the all-time best kid show which actually some of the things that they show now probably wouldn't be acceptable, but Walt Disney presents. Yeah. That was a great kids show. You're right. I mean, that, that was another show you didn't miss. Right. Sunday nights. And uh, another was mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom. Wild kingdom. Yeah. With the one and only Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. And, and what was the fellow, Jim? I can't think of his last name. He, he used to yeah. get carved up by you know, the animals. Bitten. Yeah, yeah. Attacked by the Here's Jim with the poisonous gaboon viper. <laughs> <laughs> and then he used to go on yeah. the Johnny Carson show. That talk shows, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to pivot in a second to talk shows, but I want to I stick with this kid show thing for a minute. I want to mention, now, here in New England, and, and that's, you know, why we focus on a lot of stuff from the New England area. Of course, Rex Trailer had Boomtown. That was oh, on WBZ yeah. for years. Um, we had uh, Channel 5 uh, had Captain Bob. And uh, Channel 7, that was uh, WNAC. They had Major Mud. And probably one of the original hosts, Kitty Host, Big Brother Bob. That was at, at WBZ. The other local legend here in New Hampshire from Channel 9, WMUR, Uncle Gus. <laughs> I never was on any of those kids shows. I, I was down at WBZ a few years back and uh, I was getting the tour of the place. This is after they had remodeled the current set they're using now. And uh, the fellow was giving me the tour. Jordan Rich said uh, they had expanded the building, but they had had a, a storage area. And he said they had to clean it all out to make this new space in the newsroom. And he said, unfortunately, all the old sets from boomtown had been stored for years and years and years i don't know if anybody ever thought of maybe bringing it back in some form but they all went into the dumpster so unfortunately yeah. no bringing back rex trailers boomtown nationally of course you had captain kangaroo too that's another one buffalo oh. bob smith yeah well that's howdy doody right the national version right yeah doing a little funny skits uh hopefully to teach you how to do your one two threes and abcs and, you know those those uh those shows are are obviously antiques by today's standards but you know I, they didn't hurt us i don't think no they didn't my grandson really likes and he's six and he'll he can watch the show and watch the episodes over and over again and it's an import from australia and it's called bluey bluey yeah 
I'm familiar yeah. with Bluey, yeah. My grandson. And I'll tell you, and I've watched it with him. And, you know, it's very watchable for adults. And it can it can be really funny, but it's calm. It concerns kids. Different things that happen. One thing I'm looking for when I when I watch any of those shows is something that may give them a little something out of it, whether it's, you know, a, a learning experience, whether it's, you know, how to do something, uh, be polite, um, you know, how to handle yourself in life, just, you know, on a, on a kid basis, not, not nothing, nothing strenuous, nothing over the top, just something that has a moral to it. I want to go to a talk show. It's probably the king, obviously, is Johnny Carson, 30 plus years and, uh, he had the demeanor to to have big name stars and and total unknown people join him on that panel and have fun with them. Johnny Carson was he was king. I did watch occasionally Steve Allen, but I didn't I didn't buy his act as much. Johnny Carson, I did, uh, and you know the people who have come since to me haven't been as good as him. You're, you know, you're right. I think everybody is in Hollywood has had a talk show at some point, and they've proven that you have to have sense of how to handle people, talk with people, and talk to them. Johnny Carson had that knack. He just knew how to integrate, you know, being silly with being serious. And uh, Steve Allen was, I guess, the guy that was irreverent, did the silly skits, you know, and that's why David Letterman did a lot of the stuff he did. He used Steve Allen as his benchmark, even though Johnny Carson was his mentor and gave him the big break. <laughs> and and as far as talk shows, I, I my favorite talk host, the guy that when I was going through broadcasting school, we all sat there saying, wow, you just started. And this guy, he asked the questions that you wanted to ask and the only bad habit he had was while he was sitting there talking to his guests, he'd be puffing away on a cigarette, blowing smoke all over the place. It's Tom Snyder, Tom Snyder from the, from the tomorrow show. This guy just had, uh, you, you watch, it was, it was, it's hard to describe. He just, he had the knack of just being natural. I wanted to ask you about your opinion. What was the best night of television in your household? I would have to say Sundays. Okay. For me, growing up, I mean, now it's the Patriots, but back then it was the New York Giants on foot, football, and that was something. My dad worked midnight to eight, and he'd have Sundays off, so Sundays he could sit, and it meant a lot to him for myself and my brothers to to watch football with him. Uh, the NFL. And then at night, it, you know, it was Wild Kingdom, it was uh, Ed Sullivan, it was Bonanza, programs that we tended to watch as a family. So I would have to say Sundays. And I'll go one day earlier, Saturday, during this, the classic CBS run of, of hit shows, starting with the one you mentioned earlier, All in the Family. And mm -hmm. then you had MASH. And then you had Mary Tyler Moore. And then you had Bob Newhart, the original Bob Newhart show, uh, where he was the psychologist in Chicago. To me, uh, boy, I mean, that was, and then he followed it up with Carol Burnett. That was at 10 o'clock. So, I mean, that was, that was a, that was a slam bam night of, of television. And uh, I can remember, you know, that was one that the family could rally around. 
Uh, my dad wasn't too crazy. I have to admit, my dad wasn't too crazy about all the family at, at first. I think he grew into it after a while. He loved MASH, um, Mary Tyler Moore, and uh, Bob Newhart, too. The other thing I was going to ask you about, and we could uh, wrap up with the worst ending of a television series. For me, it might have been The Sopranos. Ah, you got it. Okay, that's the one I was going to go with. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was just, it just left you hanging. Yeah. Left you to interpret how it ended. The best ending, now I'll give you the best ending, in my opinion, was the second Bob Newhart show, the one where he was the innkeeper in Vermont. And at the very last episode, he wakes up next to Suzanne Plochette in Chicago. And that was his wife in the first Newhart show, the one, right. again, during the classic uh, CBS Saturday nights. And <laughs> hey, nobody saw that one coming. I mean, he, he, he wakes mm. up as a nightmare. That whole five, six, seven seasons he was in Vermont were just <laughs> a bad nightmare. That was probably the best. And it, it was well-kept secret. Nobody knew that was coming. I mean, Bob Newhart to this day says, nobody saw that one coming. We've done the trilogy. We did the music. We've done the movies. We've done the classic TV. But classic TV shows had classic themes. Today, I'm going to ask you, it's it's kind of funny. We, I told my wife what we were going to be doing for the show. And this morning, she says, you know, I got a, I got a, a, an earworm. I said, excuse me? And she says, yeah, a song I can't get out of my head. People tell me about my best friend, and, and she you know, sings the lyrics to me. And I said, well, that's, I know what that show is. The Courtship of Eddie's Father, yeah, with Bill Bixby. And can you name the kid who played Eddie? Brandon Cruz. Well, I think we've had a lot of fun talking TV today. And uh, again, we'll, we'll, we'll do our circle back. To, we did classic movies. We've done classic, classic oldies and, and, and music in general. And and today, classic TV. What we got to do is come up with classic soundtracks. Things that you know. Is there a song of a of a TV soundtrack that, that, that like I say, comes to you out of the blue sometimes? The Andy Griffith theme, where oh, yeah. they're walking down the street and that that music. The fishing hole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I and of course, born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. Green estate in the land of the free, Davy Crockett. Yeah, that that uh, that for sure. That would be a classic song, and uh, we'll 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 touch on that on our next edition. How about that? I just wanted to mention before we leave, uh, folks that have HBO. We've been uh, talking about classic television, and and one particular artist, uh, actress featured on this uh, about two hour special uh, on HBO, or it's called Max now. Uh, is Mary Tyler Moore, and it's called Being mm. Mary Tyler Moore. A good two hours well spent. Sir, have you got anything you'd like to throw in before we wrap this one up? One thing we didn't touch on was today's TV, and there are some series that I would give a shout-out to. You know what, Bill? That's a good place to, to hold back, and we'll, we'll pick it up next time because we just scratched the surface. We've got a lot of good current television programming that's out there and we can talk about that in a future episode and and i want to let folks know that if they're enjoying the seacoast forum please pass the word we're on all the major podcast platforms and uh, if you want to send us a comment or a question and that's simple seacoast forum at yahoo.com we appreciate all the feedback 
So until next time, on behalf of Bill Taylor, I'm Sherb Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seacoast Forum. <laughs>